to We Talk Facts on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Strick and Cluster. We're back on WTF We Talk Facts. He's Strick and Cluster Johnson with Harrison on the board. We delved in. We're about to get into the why. Again, once uh, you have an opportunity to join in the conversation as well, 402-464-5685 on the Sutter Heyman text line, you are welcome to join into this conversation. But listen, we're about to get into the why and uh, why we believe some of these uh, these changes have happened in the SEC that has allowed it to have dominance. Now, when you look at revenues, the revenues between what they receive in the SEC and what the Big Ten receives are very comparable. Um, we'll delve into that a, a little bit as well. But, Kles, what do you think some of the whys are as to how this shift happened and why it has continued over the years? What are some of the whys to you? Well, like I mentioned before, I really feel like tradition opened the door for the rest of college football to to come in because – Again, we look at Oklahoma, Nebraska. You have Barry Switzer, Tom Osborne at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Some of the best coaches in the game. Some of the best coaches. Mm-hmm. You have Bo Schembechler at Michigan. You had Woody Hayes and a few others at Ohio State. Bowden at Florida State. Yeah, but I'm I'm talking the Midwest. Oh, you're saying Midwest? I'm talking the Midwest okay. first. You okay. had Joe Paterno at Penn State. When all these guys start to retire and start to drop off, then it became who's going to get a stranglehold on college football, and that's when. So I there was a there was a there was a domination void, or there was an empty space that people were trying to jump in and fill that void. Believe me, th- there are some smart people down south that says, you know what? Now Tom Osborne, now Barry Switzer. Now Bobby Bowden is not walking into these kids' living rooms because once you got one of those coaches in that living room, it's a different story. It was a wrap. Right. right. It was a wrap. But now, now it's it's the SEC now has that. Mm-hmm. And they are smart enough, I feel like, now to go, we're gonna get the hottest young coaches also, because they got some hot young coaches mixed in with some. Hot older coaches. Yeah. The older coaches are not having fell off. They're recruiting. I mean, Nick Saban is is smart enough to get guys around him that goes hard. Mm-hmm. They go into those backwoods. Mm-hmm. They go sit in those living mm-hmm. rooms, and they know how to talk to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirby Smart learned from the best. I mean, Nick Saban said Kirby Smart gave him the blueprint was his best assistant that Mm -hmm. he's ever had. He was Mm -hmm. there for nine years, Mm -hmm. and he knew it was just a matter of time before Georgia was going to be be great. Mm -hmm. Jimbo Fisher was a part of that crew. Mm -hmm. He hasn't quite been able to uprise Texas A&M, but you know he had a great run at Florida State. Mm -hmm. But why? You know, so so that's a huge reason you know, just that tradition that lost and something that left in some of those other schools. But now what is it? What's what's continued to fuel that fire? Man, we got a list of things that we could talk about. Well, let, let me start by saying this. Uh, Kirby Smart, out of his own mouth, um, uh, during the post game after winning the championship, this is what he said. He said, let's be honest. The reason the Southeastern Conference is what it is now, this is coming from somebody who 
like you said, has been under Saban. He's been down there in the in the in 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 the trenches of battling for recruits there. He says the reason the Southeastern Conference is what it is is because the states that encompass the Southeastern Conference love football. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's an absolute love for football that goes. Uh, I mean, we have it here. We do have it here. But it, he just says, you 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 understand what I'm saying? He didn't say just in Georgia, right? He said the 11 states, right? That's that's the whole of the SEC, right? The 11 states all, in some form or fashion, love. Well, then you got to factor in the population, the population right. base, and now Texas is going to bring that part to it. Pretty much the whole state of Texas now that you got Texas A&M, you got the Red River that separates Oklahoma and Texas, They're a part and of it. Texas. But I mean, you still got TCU in there fighting. Uh, SMU is in there trying to fight. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech is in there still trying to fight. So, but. I don't think they parody Texas and Texas A&M. No. Um, so you mentioned recruiting. Mm-hmm. Is 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 weather a factor? I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think it can be. I, I'm not going to say it is. I think sometimes we don't get the best of them because they're saying to themselves, "Every day I've went out my house. Like if you're if you're sub, you you're gonna ha- you're gonna struggle." in the Midwest to land the best of what the SEC has to offer in those 11 states. The reason being is being from the South, I knew that every morning I woke up and I went outside to play with my friends. It it was going to be hot. It was going to be warm. It was going to be nice. Might have some rain, but at the most, for the most part, I'm I'm in shorts and a t-shirt, you know what I mean? And to them, it's not only about that. It's about, the atmospheres that they've witnessed, watched, observed, been a part of, then they can be close to home. Mm-hmm. Like in that whole sector, you don't have to go far. You can jump on the I-10. You can ride on the uh, 20. More family at games. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. So to them, to go out of that atmosphere. So I think sometimes we get the second pickings outside of the best because there's just not enough room. I think COVID helped because it shut the door on a lot of lot of uh, recruits that probably could have got into places, and it opened the gate for a lot of other places to be able to land some of these kids because they was given that extra year of, mm-hmm. of, of uh, eligibility. So I think that helped in some form, form or fashion. But I think the, if this continuation – of Ohio states and Michigan's and, you know, uh, um, the second five of, of football conferences, the Cincinnati's, if none of them can even get a sniff of the championship, then that's going to continue. I think the dominance is going to continue, but I will also say and ask this question, does the opening for both of y'all of the college football playoffs, does it make it any difference? It absolutely will. But I think I got the blueprint because I've been really thinking hard about this and I haven't let it go. I think I got the blueprint on how we going, how, how things going to change. Okay. The only way it's going to change. Okay. Break that. The blueprint really actually comes from coach Tom Osborne. Okay? Yeah. I believe that. What he did was he went and got some Southern coaches, okay? Mm. You got to infiltrate. 
Mm. You got to go back to, door policy. You got to go to Alabama. Mm-hmm. You got to go to Georgia. You got to go to Florida. You got to go to LSU. You got to start plucking some of their assistants away. You got to bring them up here. This is what they thought Frost was going to do. Because. But it didn't work. When Coach Kevin Steele, who's now in the SEC, who was a linebackers coach at Nebraska, he went down to the south and were pulling a lot of the players up. He knew how to talk the talk. He knew how to eat soul food. He knew how to get on the grill. He he knew the seasonings that mm-hmm, go with things. Mm-hmm. Because there's a there's an art to it. There's mm-hmm. an art to going down to the South and becoming a part of the family. You got to get a few of those guys on the staff because then you send them to the areas that they know. When those coaches show up at the school and you start, the coach starts talking to families and players going, hey, listen, come to Nebraska. I'm going to take care of you. We're going to take care of you. We know what to do, which you you can be that guy for us. Your boy did that. Mickey Joseph. Yeah, yeah, he was active. Mickey Joseph was that guy. You don't get Trey Palmer if you don't have Mickey Joseph. You don't. So, so, so again. That's, so that's, 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 that's the infiltration. Just that's, that's just a, a piece. That, that's just a little mm-hmm. blip. But I, you got to get a, a fair number of them, and you got to get them at multiple schools. Yeah, yeah. So you have a chance mm-hmm. when you go down there. Because right now, you have a chance. But like you said, you're getting that second and third tier guy. Yeah. But to be able to get that top, top guy, mm-hmm. you got to get some guys who've done it. Mm-hmm. That means you got to go to the Alabama staff. Matter of fact, they have a ranking that come out every year, top recruiting recruiters on staffs. Man, I would be targeting those guys, and I would pay them. You know, you, you're you going to have to pay. You mm-hmm. got to pay to play. Pay to play, baby. You got to pay. <laughs> so I, I feel like that needs to be done. It's starting with recruiting. But one of the things we also mentioned, <laughs> E, what about um, to get into the school? Oh. Um, yeah. You know, I, I heard the Big Ten requirements is a little stiffer mm-hmm. than what's going on down in the South. Facts. I know Notre Dame, one of the reasons that, that drove Brian Kelly away was it was a little bit tougher to get guys into the school. How much do you think that plays a part? I, I, I think it does have something to do with it. I, I mean, when you, when you look at a lot of the Northern, the Northern schools, like let, let's be real about it. Nebraska is a, is a very staunch academic school. It's not. It's it's by no means a slouch. You'll get put on academic probation pretty quick. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I was there. And when they went to the Big Ten, they were frowning at Nebraska because there were these certain requirements that Nebraska hadn't had, yeah. hadn't gotten yet to yeah. be a part of the conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So then you you look at how tough it is to get into Notre Dame. Brian Kelly saw that. He's like, I can't get these guys in here. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Then you've got Pat Fitzgerald, who has won more mm-hmm. Big Ten championships than even we have in the Big Ten, <laughs> which is crazy. But nonetheless, he, with all of those stringent, he's won two. And, and the come, in, in the West, the and the struggle's real, real up there. It's I mean, you, it's tough to get up in Northwestern. So yes. I, I can understand. I think that definitely does have a, a, a piece to play in it. I, I also would say that – when the fans of a program, uh, they demand competitiveness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think that's something that we want, mm-hmm. 
But down there, I think they demand it. Like we want and and in some instances expect it here at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Um, the expectations, the Kool-Aid sometimes we drink. Um, but they demand it. I think I think now that because of, of the money drinking, there's a lot of Kool-Aid drinking. Because of the money, I think they're <laughs> I think I think their facilities are top notch. I think they're as cluster alluded to, they have the best coaches right now. Uh, the biggest staffs, and 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 I've had conversations with 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 folks at Nebraska. I'm not going to divulge who, um, but here's something I've said because we talk facts. We don't we don't hold punches. I'm I'm not going to get into names, but I'm going to tell you kind of the conversation. This this speaks to nothing outside of the fact of this. When those young kids that you're trying to pull from from those areas and spaces when they come up here, right? I've talked about the thing that the um, the the perception can become your reality. Your perception of what you think or perceive or possibly have heard is similar to that with Cluster. We talked about in our first episode when we talked about uh, who we were, where we came from, our backgrounds. That thing plays into a factor because we had a perception. Mm-hmm. But when we got here, we had a different understanding. Mm-hmm. And actually, this place grew on us. And I've even talked to Bernard Bernard Day, who's a, a legend in basketball. Mm-hmm. Bernard stayed here. A lot of people that have come here, they stay here. Jay Foreman, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? When they come here and you get a get a taste of yeah. big red country, yeah. you love it because it it's it's a right. beautiful place to be. But the perception when you come up here initially, I said to them this. I said, look, when 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 these young individuals walk into those those halls mm-hmm. of those offices up there, what do they see? This isn't a racial thing. This isn't a racial component because I know that Nebraska is not that. Right. You know, we've been here to know that. Right. Um, very welcoming, very open, very loving. Great people here. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, these people down south don't know. Right. Right. So so when they arrive and they walk through those halls, they don't see nothing that looks like them. It's just a perception. No, I get where you're coming from. You understand what I'm saying? It's not necessarily that that's but it's the perception of what they see. Mm -hmm. Right. Because parents are going to start asking the question, um, what happens if my son gets homesick or who can he talk to? Who who is he gonna be able to stand next to, or someone stand next to him when he's having mm-hmm. some feelings? I'm gonna let you tap in, but that's just something. Well, that I, I gotta go real quick though. Here, okay, we're, all, right, okay. we're all super break, but go ahead and finish up. I'll I let you wrap just, up. I, what I was gonna say to what you were saying is, you know, we we're a tribal people, right? Mm-hmm. There's a natural inclination to want to be around people who look like you mm-hmm. until you figure things out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just about uh, comfortability. Yeah. So that's what you're talking about. That's all I'm talking about. Take it over here. Yeah, with that being said, we'll go ahead and throw it to break here. This is We Talk Facts. we got Eric Strickland, Cluster Johnson, host, as always, here with us. I'm Harrison Arns, pushing the ones and twos. We'll catch you guys on the other side of the break.